0: Welcome to Know Your Money, where we will explore our relationship with money and how the psychology of it impacts our financial decisions as everyone thinks about money differently. In our podcast, we'll be presenting a variety of financial topics in an easy to understand way, which we hope will assist you with managing your money. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Know Your Money. Craig, Warren, how are you guys today?
1: That was a quick week. How are you, Warren? How are you, Brian? I'm getting you, Craig. All good. Looking very summery today. Yeah. <laughs> Never a
2: chore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All good. Yeah. Awesome. So last week we um had Ashley on and we were just talking about the allowance and your million rand and your 10 million and we just thought we'd give you a little bit of a wrap up and just say, you know, the reason why we wanted that was just to show you to potentially use um Merchant Western Compass or any company like that instead of going directly to your bank just to save costs because they get better rates. And we thought today that Ashley could just give us a little bit more now on when you pass away, how do you get inheritance to people that were South African born but never registered for tax kind of thing.
1: Yeah, good to see you again, Ashley. Hello, Ashley.
3: Thanks for having me again.
1: (laughs) So we Last week we spoke about how you can help clients convert money. Right? Is that correct? Correct. So I've do. got rand in South Africa, and I need to send my pounds to the UK. And then what do I do? Do I go to my local bank? Bank? No, we'd rather come to you because you get a good rate for it, an, uh, an institutional rate, which is helps everybody. Correct.
3: Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then obviously your financial advisor will say, well, we're going to put the money with a platform maybe, a 91 or a, whatever the platform. They decide it will be a good platform, but you help with that facilitation. Correct, yes. So now I've got a, a question for you. I've My family, some of my family are in Australia. So my niece, she was nine years old when she left South Africa, born in South Africa to South African parents, and then her parents immigrated to Australia. Right. Now she's in her 30s. She's got her own family. She's never paid tax in South Africa. She's a working woman in Australia. She's an Australian citizen. She pays tax in Australia. Now an old uncle of hers has passed away. Now that uncle in his will has given her money.
3: And he's South African.
1: He's South African. He's always been here. But he's, he says, right, in his will, a portion of his estate goes to my niece. How right. does she get the money? What's going to happen
3: Okay, so very good question. And and there is a common misconception when it comes to these types of inheritances. A lot of the time people think that because you are South African born, you have an SAID down the line, you applied for it. Now you have to, in your mind, you have to come back to SARS physically into the country, register for a tax number, do the actual tax clearance or the approval for international transfer for this capital, and then take it offshore and then financially emigrate, tax migrate. That's not the correct thing to do. SARS and the SAAB, as well as exchange control, realise that this is not realistic. Um, So long as we can go to exchange control within the bank, show them the will, the liquidation and distribution account, as well as um, documentary evidence showing that your niece has an SAID, fine, but has an Australian passport, Um, never registered for tax, which SARS would know, Um, if we can show exchange control all of this information, they allow inheritance to go or to leave the country without an approval for international transfer.
1: So will that money potentially go from the estate late bank account directly to her Australian bank account?
3: No, we would have to open up an account for her with a banking partner because it does have to go in Rands. You can't you can't pay directly from that estate late because that is technically a a company account. It's it's not an individual account, yes. and, and companies and institutions can't send money offshore unless for stock or. Um, services rendered. So we would have to open an account for your niece in her name here. But we do mean your company. Yes, Merchant Western Compass through, through their financial advisor, yourselves. We would open that account in her name. The estate later account would then pay her the inheritance money. So let's say it's 400,000 Rand, for example's sake that 400,000 Rand would land in that account. And at that point, we could then externalize it with all that documentary evidence without a SARS tax clearance.
1: And then she doesn't have to be physically present here? No. So you can do it all online?
3: Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So this would be all all remote. She would not have to physically present herself here.
1: Is that account similar to the account we spoke about last week, that sort of money market account where it holds the money? Correct. Similar kind of accounts. It's exactly same. the same. Okay.
3: Um, the only difference is that we would open it up as a non-resident account. So she is not South African tax resident. She would be considered a non resident
1: And you only open it for that transaction?
3: Correct. She would only necessarily need it for that transaction. So we would close the account thereafter unless she's expecting anything else from, from the estate or anything else from, from another family member.
2: Uh, Would she be able to, like Craig said in the last episode, leave that money in the account accruing interest until she feels that the exchange rate is where she wants it to be and then move it to Australia?
3: So each um, source of funds that comes into that account, we've got to provide certain documentation to exchange control because once the funds come in, so say some's coming from inheritance, some's coming from a policy, once those funds come in, they are placed on hold. Even though they are placed on hold, they are accruing interest. But until such time as we give all the necessary documentation and the funds are released into that account, at that point, the client has 30 days in which to externalise those monies. So each portion of funds until they're released will accrue interest and only after that they have 30 days to decide.
1: So a lot of people in the situation where they so my age have have adult children who have studied in South Africa but now maybe the university has been in America or like my niece in in Australia, they've left South Africa, they're born South Africa, left here, and their parents are here. And one day those parents are going to pass away and maybe those children in other parts of the world will want to get the money paid to them. And this is exactly what you're talking about.
3: Absolutely, yeah. They weren't tax registered, so they're not seen as South African tax residents. They would not, therefore, have to apply for a tax number to get a SARS approval to take the money offshore. I
1: understand. Well, that's good to know.
2: With the services you offer, do you get a lot of immigrating families using your services? So, for example, they sell their house here and then they want to use the money from that. Is that, is that something that people do?
3: Yes, absolutely. We aren't a company that do offer the financial immigration or tax migration element, but we can absolutely do monies before you, you get to that point to externalize them. Absolutely. Okay,
1: thank you. So your strength is is make uh, helping clients... Convert their rands into other currencies? Correct. Is it any currency you can have?
3: Yeah. Worldwide um, currencies? I say any currency so long as there's a market for it. So okay. there's always ha- there always has to be willing buyer, willing seller at a bank. Uh, right. For example, banks are not um, buying or selling uh, Russian ruble at the moment okay. um, because specifically of the war. Yes. But as another example, a lot of banks don't do Indian rupee. For example, they will use a fiat or a vehicle currency, being USD, to transfer to the Indian bank, and they trans- they convert to Indian rupee. Okay.
0: And then, just one final question is: Do you generally get the financial advisor to give the advice and then help them, or how does that work? You know, do they just come to you directly? Or
3: very good question. Generally, our business is modelled on financial advisors coming to us with their clients. Mm. They've set up the offshore platform for investment or the bank account etc and then we would facilitate that money transfer there's there's some cases where clients come to us directly where they've already got a bank account offshore they're not looking to set up any special investments or anything like that where they would just need that money transfer so they'd come to us directly
1: but i think back to advice we yeah. will, we believe in you know independent advice and whatever the advice Process is, yeah, I think that's you. such
0: an important thing because we're saying, you know, you help the client and, and you definitely do, but the client comes to you via the advisor who's kind of given them the, the advice side the or how picture. the tax and how this kind of yeah. works. Yeah. Um, I think it's important just to understand that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um,
2: I've got a question. So I know somebody who's coming up to retirement age. Uh, they have a pension um, from the UK where they used to live, a state pension. Um and they want they don't have any UK bank account. So they need an account for that pension to be paid in when, when they turn into a pensioner and then access it in South Africa. Is that something you could do? Absolutely. Are they now South
3: African residents? Yes, a tax and residential. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's such a good question. Yes, we can. And it's the same thing. Open up a treasury account with one of our banking partners. They are South African, so it would be a normal South African treasury account. That offshore pension would then transfer – Internally, they they would transfer in pounds, for example, and then we would gain access to those good exchange rates that we get as, a, as an int- institutional banker. Yeah,
2: because I know they were panicking a bit with not being able to have a UK account to then send from.
3: Correct, yeah. So this account would be in their name and it would be able to receive GBP. Wonderful, thank you. Cool,
0: awesome great. stuff. Thank you, Ashley. Thank Pleasure. you so much Ashley, for coming through. Thanks for through. the time. Two thank weeks you in a so row. so much. <laughs> <laughs> lovely to see you guys. Nice thanks to you for having you me. Thanks, thank great. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so Cheers. much.
1: Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, would like to subscribe. Please visit our website www.growthfp.co.za. The information we have provided in this podcast is our personal opinion. For more detailed information, please discuss your financial situation with a financial planner.